Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thanks for joining us today for Philemon. As you know, if you've been listening to me this week, I have Pastor Max Buchanan with me who is uh, sharing this study, and we're just kind of chipping in. I also have Brandon Meyer, the youth pastor at Cloverdale Church of God. Uh, He is here with us also. And so, Max, uh, without further ado, we'll uh, finish up these last few verses of Philemon. But let me tell people, if you didn't catch the first three shows, you can go back on the archive, LifePoint Archive at KBXL 94.1, and you can listen to every show. But if you want a really compact version of this message, you can go to CloverdaleChurch.org and look up the message uh, that was on January 31st, Pastor Max, and the title of it was? It was Slaves, Chains, and a Heart of Grace. In the book of Philemon, it's, uh, he did a great job on the message. You can watch that message online and catch all this uh, live. It'd be awesome. So, Max? Yeah, for sure. And just another quick shout out to the the whole uh, www.cloverdalechurch.org. All of our messages are archived there. So if you want to pop on and hear Pastor Tom on any given Sunday, go over there. Also, we live stream 9 and 11. So make sure that you tune in if you if your church is closed and you want a little bit extra or maybe you're just at home because you you know of the whole coronavirus everything going on, make sure you pop over. We have an online presence. You can jump over there and check out our live Let me just correct one thing, 9.30 and 11. 9.30 and 11. Sorry, don't get up that half an hour early. You can pop your popcorn and make your breakfast in that half an hour and then join us. Sorry about that. 9.30 and 11. And then also, since we're doing some shout-outs, 7 p.m. on Wednesday nights, we live stream our John study. Also, if you just want to come to the John study, we're doing it in the sanctuary. And guess what? There is youth and kids, nursery, all the way through high school meeting at that time too so you could drop your kids off you can make it a cheap date night you can eat some of the snacks and say hey honey we're going out tonight and come to our bible study we'd love to have you and so that's been going on at 7 p.m on wednesday's journey through john so if you ever want to check that out or anything hop on our website also you can come by the church anytime and uh you know we just feel very blessed to be able to be doing these things and you know rolling so just thought we'd give them a quick shout out before we jump in but back to Phi lehman as we have gotten into this book over the last few days. We looked at the greeting. We looked at who Philemon was. And we know the situation is that Paul is writing this letter to Philemon. And he is urging him to have grace upon this runaway bond servant or doulos or slave, however your Bible translates it. And the idea in this time is that you would get into indentured servitude. So you would, uh, if you needed to pay some sort of debt, you could work underneath somebody for an allotted amount of time. So it's not necessarily like slavery that we think of today. We've talked about how our relationship with God is described in the same way. But if you ran away during that, there was huge legal implications. You could be branded as a slave for the rest of your life or as a fugitive for the rest of your life, thrown in prison. There was a slew of punishments that were really big deals. And so as Paul is writing this about his runaway bondservant, he is urging him to have grace. And so the last two days we looked at how he's saying, forgive him of these things that he's committed against you. He says, not only that, but how much more now that he is a believer that he's actually a part of your family. He's urging him to be a part of the family. And we left off on verse 17. I'm going to read that again. So it says this, so if you consider me your partner, receive him as you would receive me. And we talked about this term a couple days ago, but the partnership is koinonia. 
And what that really means is that we're all under grace if we believe in Christ Jesus. And we're saying that we all have, our, you know, our share of grace, our sins are forgiven. We're all equal at the foot of the cross. And so since he's saying that we're both under that, he's saying he is under it as well because he is now a believer. And so if you're going to receive him, receive him like he would me. A verse before that, he says, invite him in as a brother. So that's where we left off last time. Brandon, you want to pick up? Where I just was in verse 18, 18. and you could take us through the rest of the chapter, and then we will explain this. That I can do. Verse 18, if he has done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will pay it back, not to mention that you owe me your very self. I do wish, brother, that I may have some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Confident of your obedience, I write to you knowing that you will do even more than I ask. And one thing more, prepare a guest room for me, because I hope to be restored to you in answer to your prayers. Ephaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends you greetings. And so do Mark, Demas, and Luke, my (laughs) fellow workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. I think you missed uh, our, our Esterikas. Oh, I did. Yeah, say. Well, whoever I can't that even is. Say that name, yeah, but that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Forgive us. You know, we'll brush up on our uh, you know Aramaic, Greek, and Hebrew names, so we're <laughs> we're sharp next week. I'm pretty sure we've been saying Omnius, Omnius, Omnisukar, whatever that guy's name is, wrong, anyways. But we're rolling with it. Just roll with confidence, and nobody questions it. Exactly. Uh, no, but so as we kind of finish out this book, um, what Paul is saying here is he's saying if he owes you anything, he says. Let me pay it. Let me pay it. He says, let me stand into the gap. He's saying, you guys need to be reconciled back together. And so it really is giving us a picture of how the grace of God works, how we have grace through the person of Christ Jesus because we have faith in him. It really shows us this because it's not only paying our iniquities, it changes our lives, makes us a part of this family. And then he's saying, if there's anything I will pay for, I'll step into that gap. You need to be able to be reconciled back to God. And this is a huge theme throughout scripture. Jacob has this vision in Genesis where there's this ladder and these angels are ascending and descending on it. And then Jesus shows up and and uh, when he calls some of his first disciples in John. Uh, he says, follow me to them. And then uh, they were like, who is this guy who thinks he's the Messiah? And I can't remember which disciple he's calling off the top of my head. Um, I think it's Nathaniel and I, I don't know. Somebody would have to look at this. It's in John 1. And he's underneath the, he's like, I just saw you underneath the fig tree. And then he relates it back to this verse. He says, the son of man talks about himself as the son of man and the ascending and descending from heaven. So it's relating back to what they've known in Genesis. And then we get to 1 Timothy, uh, where he, 1 Timothy 2 5 says that there is one God and one mediator, the man Jesus Christ. And so Jesus has stepped into that gap to reconcile us together. Do you have the name of whoever it was? It's in there at the bottom. It's the very last chunk of John 1. It's Nathaniel and Philip. Philip. Oh, uh, I'm sitting here staring. You know, when you try to stare fast, you can't get it as fast as you'd like. Oh, I wasn't looking at the end of John 1. Sorry, yes, John. Nathaniel and Philip. Yes. Yeah, so it yes. was uh, Yeah. So it was during that exchange. Go read it. It's pretty sweet. Um, but th- there's this whole idea of needing somebody to step in the gap to be reconciled together. And so he's saying how that can come to fruition in our own lives. We can step in and be reconciled 
to each other. And so Paul says that, and he says that, you know, if he if there's anything he owes you, I'm willing to pay it. And he goes into this idea of grace, saying he needs to invite him back in the family. The debt is paid. And he says that he's confident that he will do this and that he will be refreshed through it. And he was saying that the whole reason why anyone came to faith, um, you know, as well as he said, Omnius has come to me, but you came to me first. It's believed that at some point in Paul's journey in Ephesus is when Philemon actually met him and became a Christian. But I think the moral of this and the lesson is this in this is that he's saying to your church, this will be a great witness. Not only, you know, is this the right thing to do and we're under the same grace, so you'll come to this conclusion yourself, but it'll be a great witness to your church. That's why it's addressed to them and said they're supposed to read it in front of them for accountability purposes. And he says the outsides looking in will be able to see this grace. And so it's a lesson for us, I think, to continually remember that wherever we're at in our lives doing whatever it is, that we represent God and we represent a changed life. And so so I, I was telling a story from the pulpit on Sunday of when I made a really poor decision and then, uh, you know, I ended up getting found out and got in trouble and I tried to lie about it and it didn't work out. And I actually had to write this letter of apology to somebody. And it happened to be that they knew that I was somebody who, you know, went to a church and, and uh, you know, had was claiming Jesus but wasn't acting like it. And, and that was the reason why everyone was so disappointed is because here I am saying I'm changed by grace. And yet, you know, I wasn't acting like it. And so do you guys have any uh, any stories that you want to throw into the ring of, you know, maybe not being the best representation um, of Christ and kind of realizing it afterwards? No, Brent and I both were pretty perfect in yep, life. I was and perfect. I, yeah, uh, perfect. Is. Absolutely. Perfect as perfect <laughs> well, I think, you know, you think in life that you're doing well, you're doing everything right and this and that. But when you find out when you're just you look at it, your attitude's out of whack, you, you have a better better than thou uh, spirit and sometimes you know you catch yourself judging others and i like i've said on my show often my daughter is the most amazing woman when it comes to not judging others she hates it if you say anything about anybody if it's not positive don't say it and i gotta admit that that certainly hasn't always been me there's been times i've said things that certainly probably wasn't the smartest or the best or the most Full of grace. And so I, I would say, you know, that's probably, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stories. You just put us on the spot, Max. I hadn't had a chance to even think about that. How about you, Brandon? Now that you've had, now that you've had 30 seconds, uh, you know. Um, yeah, I, I think to touch on the judging people is, you know, I think I think as Christians, um, it's for me, it was always easy to fall back to that, you know, fall back to the negativity, to the things that I was taught. Hey, don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do this. It's not healthy for you. And uh, I think for me, I get caught in that uh, judging people a lot, way too often. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll think something about one person and five minutes later, I'm like, oh, why did I do that? You I know? think that's almost normal for people, mm-hmm. even Christians. They just, and we start putting ourselves on a pedestal. We don't mean to, but mm-hmm. we slip into it. We put ourselves on a pedestal. Look at us. Right. Look at them. They don't match up to us. Maybe it's because we want to make ourselves feel better. I don't know. Yeah, I think it happens sadly like within the church too. And so when he's urging Philemon to to have this grace, he's saying it's a great witness. I know he's wronged you and everything, and you probably want to write him off, but you know, this is it. And so with that, that's how the book comes to a close. It is really urging us to have this life of grace so that people can see it.
Well, hey, I appreciate you guys being on. Brandon, thank you for your debut on the air. Thanks for having me. And we know we got a lot of, uh, Max will tell you, there'll be a lot of times now you'll probably be on the air because I like to help. I'll be back. Good. And Max, thank you. You're a masterful teacher. Oh, and thanks. again, folks, turn in to uh, Pastor Max leads us Wednesday night Bible study at Cloverdale at 7 o'clock. And you can watch it live online. And it is terrific. I'm telling you that. Have a great day. And Lord bless each of you. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.